Hello everyone, welcome back to the Mike Armstrong podcast show and uh, this evening we're joined by Ollie Clark who's based on the south coast in England uh, near Portsmouth and he is uh, a photographer, uh, uh, a puzzler, uh, a puzzle seller and also uh, an advocate for small business so a bit, a bit like myself really, I'm an advocate for all business. Uh, so how are you doing today Ollie, are you okay? Yeah, really good, really good, not bad at all, it's uh, great to Great, great to do this on a Saturday evening, so I uh, couldn't think of anything better. So. No, brilliant. Yeah, well, I love podcasting as well, so uh, although it's uh, Saturday evening prime time and there's some good TV on as well, I like to podcast with people whenever I can, and so uh, I have people, a lot of people on from the States as well, so I do a lot of stuff in the evening because that's afternoon time for them over there, so uh, that keeps me busy. I get, I get lots on from the States, but uh, how, is, uh, how is life treating you at the moment? Yeah, it's weird, like, it's very relaxed at the moment. Yeah. So, if you asked me that question, how's life at the moment, if it was last year, I'd be so absolutely manic, because I really was ran. Had absolutely tons of work on, um, but which I will talk about in a bit. But very relaxed. Work is coming through, but... It's nice to be at this pace and still have money coming in and still being relaxed. Whereas this time last year, I was just manic, mad off my feet, going into my main busy season. Um, but all I was thinking about then was money. Um, but now it's very much more enjoying life, being relaxed and um and creating new opportunities, which is very much what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, okay. And you do obviously the photography, uh, the, the puzzle selling, and uh, the, uh, the retail stuff, the gift stuff, yeah. Um, which one is your sort of primary focus, if, if, if there is one that's primary? So the main, the main focus is definitely the pet photography. That's, that's, that's the main business. Yeah. Um, so um, there's a big story behind it. Do you want me to go? Do you want me to go into the story about oh, how yeah, everything? Yeah, tell us how. Yeah, tell us um, how it's all about. Yes. Yeah, so basically, I first got into business actually quite young when I was 24, um, and a Facebook post went viral, um, and overnight I became a pet photographer, um, which was completely unplanned. Never been in business. Um, and it's really been an amazing journey and I've, and I've had to learn and adapt along the way. Um, so yeah, my, my photography studio now has been going for um, five years, um, which, has been really, which has been really good. It's, um, I mainly work from home, from, this is my studio here where, I'm, where I am now, um, but um, I also used to do a lot of dog shows, um, which I did for several years. And then in 2018, here in the UK, it was really, really hot weather. Um, and I made the decision to stop those for the reason that the dogs were not enjoying it. And from the pictures, the dogs looked boiling hot and the picture photos looked awful. The owners didn't enjoy being in a boiling hot marquee and I wasn't enjoying it. Um, these were a huge part of my income. Um, so I had to... Um, put our message to the small business community in the area and tell them what's going on. Um, and I said, look, I can't run dog shows ethically anymore. 
um, and I would like to put, put my studio in and bring it to uh, business workplaces instead. Um, so I completely adapted and I changed that to work, work within business premises. And very quickly, my work became of a really high standard. Um, and the dogs didn't look knackered. I wasn't in a boiling hot place. Um, and the pictures looked great. So that was really, really good. Um, so I did that for about two years, just driving all over the place, setting up my studio, having about four events a week. Um, they're very, very good money. Um, and so I was putting on absolutely loads of them. And then COVID hit. Um, and, and I literally lost everything for um, about four months. So my studio had to close. Um, and I physically could not do nothing in this period. And that's when I became a jigsaw puzzle seller. Um, so I now sell jigsaws all over the world with that business, which has been a really, really amazing um time um and i've ended up on a lot of large um radio and tv stations uh because of adapting and pivoting during these times yeah okay good yeah so um so uh, how did you come across the uh jigsaw puzzle selling opportunity yeah so that was quite an interesting another really bizarre story completely by accident and this time was this was mid-lockdown, well, early lockdown in March time. It was my sister's birthday and she's got special needs. She loves jigsaws. So I went online to buy her a jigsaw um, and I bought her a jigsaw. It was a personalised jigsaw puzzle of uh, our dogs. Um, but at the time, Royal Mail um, was not delivering. Um, there were huge problems at the start of lockdown with... Um, with getting stuff out there because they had to reduce their stuff numbers, staff numbers, and it can take three, four weeks for a parcel to come through. Um, so it didn't come on time. So I ordered through another company, which I found online. Um, and these jigsaw puzzles were really, really cheap and far cheaper than the other company. I contacted the guy who owned the company and asked why it was so cheap. Yeah. Um, and you guys, they, they just are, they're really good quality. Um, don't worry about the quality just buy from me and you'll be happy so he did the whole sales pitch um, and he was right the quality was absolutely amazing um, and to start off with I sold just my work um, on jigsaws um, but I quickly discovered that it wasn't the right images for jigsaws so I then started working with artists now I work with around 25 artists and I put their artworks onto jigsaws and I also have a personalised range where I turn family photos into jigsaws, which is really, really popular. So um, they were very popular at the start of lockdown when people couldn't, um, families couldn't see each other. And a big part of it was family photos of babies which had just been newborn, where the grandparents couldn't see their, um, their grandchildren. So they would send jigsaw puzzles of the family photos instead, which was really, really popular. Yeah, 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 it's a good idea. Well, it was a sort of perfect storm, wasn't it, of a, a good supplier, a unique creative spin on it, you know, from a ph photographer's mind and, and what, you know, people like to collect, if you like, or see pictures-wise, and, and an audience who were locked down looking for activities or something to do, like, you know, with their time. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been really, really good. Um, it's been a huge learning curve because I've never been down at e-commerce loop. So selling online is very, very different to the marketing strategies which I use in my pet photography studio. Um, so for my pet photography studio, I mainly advertise through Facebook ads and they do really, really well. Um, and I get a lot of work through Facebook ads. But... Um, with jigsaws, they don't work at all. Um, and jigsaws, I rely on PR, um, a lot of PR, a lot of podcasting, radio interviews, um, and they are what I generally find is the best way for getting my message out, telling my story, um, and getting people buying. So I've been on quite a few large ones. So like um, I've been on Radio 4's Moneybox series, um, and I've also been on Radio 5 Live. Um, the Radio 4 uh, Moneybox series was the first um, radio interview I've ever done, um, and it didn't go so well to plan, but what was amazing was listening to it back and seeing where I'd gone wrong. And the main thing what I did wrong was I didn't mention my business name. Um, I then did the Radio 5 Live one, um, and I mentioned my business name, which is Puzzle Crazy, just to <laughs> bring it in. So you haven't mentioned it Because um, I, I hadn't mentioned it. Um, so, yeah, so Puzzle Crazy, I mentioned my um, business name. Um, and this was peak time. This was 6 o'clock when people were driving home from work. Um, and... Um, I had 40 people like my Facebook page in the space of two minutes and I had six jigsaw puzzles orders. Um, and that was literally just by mentioning my Facebook name and telling my story, um, which has been really, really amazing. So um, I, I listened to that and I've also been on a lot of other large um, radio stations, interviews, podcasting. Um, and I'm always keen to get my name out through podcasting. Um, and radio um, to talk about jigsaws because I generally find that it's the best way about it. Because I can sell jigsaws anywhere in the world, I can hop on any podcast and it's fine. Whereas with my pet photography, it's very localised. Um, so I can only be in, um, I don't tend to do radios for that because it's literally just along the south coast. It's within about 20 miles is where um, the dem demographics of my customers are. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very interesting adapting and changing um, and looking at what works for my business, um, especially with marketing, which has been really good. Yeah, well, I'm a sales and marketing uh, consultant, trainer, service provider. Uh, I used to be a corporate sales director for a, a fast growth tech startup business. And, uh, and since then, I've been self-employed for the last eight years, helping people with their sales and marketing strategies. And a lot of people ask me, you know, what is the secret to sales and marketing, if you like, you know? And actually, you just covered it, you know, quite, quite well there. You know, it's try a lot of stuff, see what works, measure it, you know, and keep doing the stuff that works and less of the stuff that don't. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So it's all about testing and measuring um, and what it is. So that's literally exactly what I did with dog shows. So I was testing and measuring. I found that outdoor dog shows didn't work, but the indoor ones, oh my God, working in aircon was absolutely flipping heavenly. Compared to, I remember 2018, I think one of the days I was in a marquee and it was 36 degrees, forcing dogs to sit on a table in boiling hot heat. And it really just didn't work. And I mean, this is not, ethically, this is not right. I wasn't enjoying it and no one was enjoying it. It's just experimenting 
with different things. And I found podcasting has been a brilliant way to, uh, to get my message out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like you say, you know, um, it's about understanding who your target market is, what area you're looking to target, etc. And obviously, like you said, locally, you know, you're better off doing local events or, lo- or maybe you could do a bit of local radio or podcasting, but they're harder to find because, you know, you're looking for very few people, if you like. Um, but then obviously when you're global, you can do anything, you know, you can do all sorts of things. So when I say like, try, try anything and measure it, well, in a, in a, on a global basis, there's so many different things you can try to reach the world. Um, I, I myself created my podcast to reach the world because, you know, it's uh, something that's a growing art form. Uh, lots of people around the world listen to it. It's similar to blogging, which I've been doing for 15 years. So that's just like, you know, put um, put uh, everything you've written about for 15 years into an audio format and stick it on the podcast. And then also as yeah, well, exactly. I, put on, I put it on the YouTube as well. And actually video is the most sort of consumed medium at the moment. So actually not just going on podcasts, but actually getting uh, videos like, like this will be, putting it onto YouTube and uh, the keywords and stuff, and actually putting some of your own video content on there would be a good so you reaching people as well. So for me, a big reason why I do video podcasting instead of um, blogging is because I can't write. Okay. But I can talk for flipping England. Um, and I can tell my story through audio easily, but then if I have to put it on pen and paper, I can't do it. So I um, use my voice as much as possible to talk about my story, how I began, um, and um, and yeah, it's it, it's it, it's working. It's doing it's doing really well. Um, getting my voice out, no word out through um, any any audio or video means. Um, but I totally agree what you say. Um, about that it's very interesting how so many people were terrified of, of video but as soon as then they were on zoom um, and everyone had to move to zoom um, they realized actually it's actually quite easy doing it but holding a mobile phone out like that is really horrible to film so whenever I, I do video um, I always do it on my actual computer and never do it on my mobile phone um, for the reason that that's what I'm most comfortable with. And I can talk for England like this, but as soon as I've got a mobile phone, the arm angle's uncomfortable um, and I, it's just not me. So it's working out um, yeah, how to do it well. Yeah, that's right. You know, when I started doing my first YouTube videos, I was using a phone and filming them and they were very static as one. Well. I wasn't used to talking to nobody. I was used to, I've been in sales all my life. I'm used to talking to customers and people, you know, and having that interaction. And so having, you know, a one-way conversation with a device is, is a lot different, like, you know? And so, you know, and also creating energy as well is difficult when you're, you know, you're static and you're, you can't uh, do something. But again, I use Zoom for all my videos. So again, you could be a bit more animated. You're not holding anything, you're not rigid, etc. So I actually do, I use Zoom for dual chats like this. But a little tip for you as well is I use Zoom for recording myself. So I have a chat with the computer, just like if it, I'm in a Zoom call, but I just, you know, talk into the computer and then I just uh, output the recording for that as well. So that's a little idea for you, for your YouTube. Yeah, I do. I do exactly the same um, as you for that. But what's really interesting is last year, in the last five years, it was all about having professional video quality. And now things have gone backwards where... You can't get in, well, you can now, but mid-lockdown, you couldn't book a 
videographer to come and film you because it wasn't safe. So Zoom was a very cheap and affordable way of doing it. And now that whole shift. Um, so I paid for professional videos to be done um, last year, just in November, December. But actually what's happening is now is with the jigsaws, I wouldn't go and pay for professional video for the reason that I can literally do exactly all I need actually through Zoom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All you need is some of your jigsaws and just showcase them and talk about them and, you know, put your passion into it because people like passion and enthusiasm um, and they also like authenticity, which is the buzzword at the moment now. And so the trend is, because I suppose it was a forced trend, like you say, people couldn't get stuff done professionally and the Zoom, you know, everyone went online quickly. And, and so people had to just create their own content. And, and but, but that, that actually has got people thinking, you know what, authenticity in content and being real rather than having it staged and polished is actually better, it's more authentic and you can get a flavour for the person behind it and creating it rather than, you know, it look all the videos looking the same and you can't really tell which ones are the sort of personality you'd want to deal with. See, I really agree. If I look at the videos which I've done, I'm very wooden. I'm very quite nervous in the videos. Whereas now, recording on this, is it's literally like having a chat. Um, and it really doesn't bother me doing it through, through Zoom, even though it's a bit pixelated. But I can still get my message across and, um, to everyone. And, um, and it really doesn't, yeah, it really doesn't matter about the quality. So anyone who's watching this who thinks like, oh, I want to get into video, do it on here. Um, get a Zoom. Um, you can record straight to Facebook and do Facebook Lives. Facebook Lives on a mobile phone are absolutely flipping damn horrible. Um, but doing it through Zoom and sitting here, I do them all the time, where I'm just sitting, go through to Facebook Live, and I'm totally, completely relaxed doing them. Um, and it's not nerve-wracking at all. No, that's right. And, uh, you know, I'm somebody who's massively into personal development and, and personal growth and business growth and, and are just constantly growing and developing. And, um, and a lot of people are frightened of getting outside of their comfort zone. But the, the reason why a lot of people are doing video now is because, like you said, they got used to doing Zoom all of the time. And so they realize, well, you know, I'm on video talking all day long anyway. So that, that, that nervousness of, of doing something different and something outside your comfort zone is gone. Because once you do something a lot, then you become expert with it, comfortable with it. And it's not no longer uncomfortable. So that's a good message that I'd like to, to, to just put into this as well is that, you know, if you do something regularly for a while, then you will get comfortable with it and it will become part of your comfort zone then and not just be out of it. You know? I really agree. So when I first started using Zoom, which was like March time, so I'm part of a, a franchise networking group on the South Coast. And they flipped everything into online. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. And then I got invited to go along. I was like, all right, I'll go do it. Um, and start off with, I absolutely flipping damn hated it. But the amount of sales I've got through networking, through, through Zoom, has been absolutely amazing for my business. Um, and I would say it probably takes about eight times um, of doing Zoom for you to start getting comfortable with it. But it's really worth just practicing, getting on with friends and just doing it um, and, seeing, and seeing how it goes. Just talking with a friend, catching up with a friend and gradually you'll get used to it. And it's really pretty damn easy, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, 
you're also a small business advocate and you you also said you, you do something to do with uh, gifts and gifting etc so tell us a little bit about that and, and and how that all come about yeah so at the start of lockdown it was very interesting is i was um i could see my business going down and having to stop and i was talking with one of my friends dawn and go this is the time for us to support small businesses um, so I set up a Facebook group down on the South Coast to start off with called the South Coast Business Market. This group is great. It's still going. It's got over a thousand followers on it. But the problem with this group is spam. Um, everyone is spamming. Uh, very difficult to get your name out. So I then created another group uh, about two weeks ago called the South Coast um, Virtual Gift Market. And this group is actually a membership one. You have to pay to be part of this group to promote your gifts. It's a very cheap um, membership, it's only five pounds for the year. But the brilliant thing about it is, is only people who paid that money yeah, can actually promote. Sorry, say that again? It keeps the spammers out. It keeps the spammers out because they, if they want to spam it, they've got to pay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the quality, what I've now got in the group, is far better than the quality on the other group because the people who have no interest in paying, they won't join. Um, so I've got really, really high quality people. A lot of them are on the south. I've got people from all over. But um, a big reason why I set this group, group up is because, as I said earlier, I used to go to a lot of markets, set up market stalls, uh, attend um, fairs and gift shows and everything. But a lot of these won't be happening this year. Oh. Um, so basically, for a lot of these businesses, they're really going to struggle because a lot of them rely on the Christmas trade um, and that's not going to be there. So I created an online platform for people to be able to purchase um, beautiful gifts, really amazing gifts online. Um, and um, these traders can still work and do business despite it not being um in the, in the usual way of doing it instead of it being face to face they can set it all through facebook and i've now got um almost 100 traders in two weeks um which is really not bad going um and literally some of the traders which i'm coming on the really really amazing high-end gifts which is really beautiful yeah yeah, it's good, great idea, great idea. And no small businesses do need the assistance. And so, uh, yeah, it's a great, great idea and well, well done on that. And likewise, um, I'm a sales and marketing director for a, 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 an online global network. They used to be local in Wales, but they pivoted to doing online events um, and, and start getting people all around the UK. And now we're getting people all around the world. And again, we, we, we charge £599 to join that, but you get much better people joining because it's a paid-for event than if it was a free event? Yeah, I'm, I'm generally finding that too. And, and you filter out the dud quality and everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these really, really cheap, tacky stuff. Luckily, they have no interest in, in, um, in being in the group. And they're not really businesses. Yeah. Whereas the people I'm attracting by charging are really high quality. And, and the price will go up on the group. Um, when the more people who get get into it, the the price will go up. Um, but it's it's just amazing being able to support businesses in this time, 
and helping them to adapt and everything and change um, when they really could be stuffed during these times. But there, it's not actually, I'm not actually the first person to do a virtual gift market. There are actually are quite a lot of them around. Yeah. Um, but there isn't one specifically for the South Coast. So I set one up um, for, so people can um, take part, promote themselves and get sales. And it's working. I mean, every time people are posting things up pretty much, it was like, oh, I want to buy from you, um, which is really positive. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how, how the group's going. Which are, they just, uh, are they just gifters in there selling their gifts or are there people paying a fiver to be able to attend the market as well as non-gift suppliers, if you like? No, so anyone, anyone can be part of, the, of, part of the group. So you could just join, it, join as yourself um, because if it was just gift traders in the group, they wouldn't really sell that much. No, no. So I've got about 600-odd people in the group now, but um, around 95 traders. So it's actually a really good ratio. So there's more, more punters than there are traders. So they, their products have been seen really well, um, but on the group, um, because it's a good ratio of trader to um, general public, which is, makes it really good and beneficial for the trader. Um, and when people become a trader, I ask them that they invite their friends um, and any traders they know to the group so it grows um, and this group's only been going two weeks and it's got almost um, yeah it's got it's got 600 followers in two weeks so it's growing and growing um, and because marketing is a huge interest of mine it um, I've been able to put a lot of time into it and grow this group completely naturally um, which has worked really well yeah that's good as well um... So I got a friend uh, who, who sells franchises for a business called Things to Do In Things to Do In Limited, and uh, he's he's based in Essex and he's got London and, and and the sort of southeast. But I think I don't think he's he's gone as far as the south coast yet. So um, if you're interested in helping small businesses, basically what what he does is he's got a, a platform called Things to Do In, which is for attractions, and obviously there's a lot of attractions down in the, the south coast. Mm. But because the things to do in, uh, like things to do in Portsmouth, Southampton, things to do on the South Coast, that sort of stuff, gets searched a lot by visitors to the area, it gets a lot of traffic. And so because it gets a lot of traffic, it outranks all the other directories in the area. So he actually turns them into general business directories. Okay. Yeah, and all the businesses get a landing page basically on the website. So there's like a virtual website. So, you know, for some people, it's been like a Facebook page or a or a website within the site, and it gets ranked high for the various keywords you describe their their mini page as or their landing page as. So, um, and obviously yeah, no. So, so I work in advertising also for a magazine which I do on the side to um, support businesses, and I think. Any way a business can get themselves known yeah. is great. So if you were to put yourself in 30 or 40 different directories and get yourself known, it's really great um, for businesses. So I can, I, I can see why it's a successful model for many businesses doing that. 
Yeah, and uh, the franchise is like next to nothing, really. So I might send you some information and maybe you might be interested or maybe someone you know might be interested, but he's a great guy. He's got, you know, about 10 franchises so far. Started in Essex and he's worked his way around. And uh, he's looking for franchises all around the world. It's going to be like a major, a major successful business, like you know, and it's just in the early stages. It's a great, uh, great thing to get involved in if I were to uh, suit up for you or, or somebody you may know. But I'm yeah, just... no, definitely take it up and yeah. have a look. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in having several streams of income. Um, so now that my photo when my photography studio was closed, I realized that my business was not COVID proof. Oh. And so having more than one stream of income has been very important. So I'm very keen to expand into different areas yeah. um, for, the, for the reason that I know that my photography studio could close again, but having something which is COVID proof um, is really important during these times. Yeah, there's also, if you get synergy businesses, so, for example, with a directory, you can put your own businesses on there as the landing pages and heavily promote them as a company promoting them. So you, you get two or three bites of the cherry. You get to market yourself as yourself. You get to market yourself then as a thing to do or as a business attraction in Portsmouth, yeah? So like a things to do. So you can find the things to do angles. So things could, to do could be take your dogs out. Well, one day when you're on holiday in the South Coast and the weather's not very good, bring your dogs to my, my studio and I'll take a picture of you with your dogs or something like that, you know? So you can you can come up with a, a, an attraction yeah, and put it in there. You can put your I've business. actually only ever had one person do that. I had someone come down from Sheffield yeah. um, for a few days, but that's, that's all I've had. I've had very little um, in terms of um, holiday goers come down and, and do it. It's, um, it's not something which I've had a lot of, but it, I'm not on those kind of directories. I'm on a few directories, yeah. um, but haven't done a lot and looked into it. Really, yeah, so. yeah, but, but like you say, it's um, at the moment you're not anywhere where holidaymakers would find you. But if you was on like a things to do insight, then you would be able to be found. So, yeah, exactly. It all depends, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. All depends the route in, like you know, it's a bit like um, <coughs> you said you do gifts. <coughs> I used to sell gifts, I used to do Swarovski crystal shoes and handbags, but we also used to sell them as gifts, like gift certificates or gifts for Christmas, gifts for her. Gifts for an uh, anniversary or whatever, whatever. And a lot of people don't realize there's lots of different ways of selling the same thing and lots of different people looking for different uh, keyword terms and all the rest of that. And the more you can appeal to all of the different people looking for the same things. So like a puzzle, for example, instead of just ranking for, you know, crazy puzzles or puzzles online or, or great value puzzles or whatever. If, for example, you put all of your puzzles on a page, a landing page, called um you know uh, birthday gifts yeah or birthday gift ideas yeah or um you know christmas gifts christmas gift ideas what i used to do is i used to create social media accounts called gifts for her gifts for him that sort of thing and build up following then and so you can sell your product as a product but you can also sell it as a gift yeah, no, I, I actually know someone who, who does something very similar. So I don't know if you've heard of the buy and sell groups, but I know someone who has about 250 buy and sell groups. And in the banner thing, he has his business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he set these groups up to support businesses. Very trashy as buy and sell is, but 
his main reason for doing it is promoting and advertising himself. And it works really well um, for him because you can say it and it's having many different ways of marketing yourself. So I market my jigsaws and my pet photography through my gift market. Um, and I do it through my Facebook page, radio, um, as many ways as possible, really, to get my name out there and get heard um, yeah. and, and see um, as such. So experimenting with lots of different ways yeah. of marketing. And also really ways of delivering, ways of delivering, ways of selling this. So, for example, with your puzzles, you could do um, like a subscription where they buy four puzzles uh, a year or 12 and, and you invoice them quarterly or monthly and they're on a subscription, you know, and, and it just all yeah, so you know, automatically goes out every month, you know? Really agree, it's actually something I have been looking into and thinking, but at the moment, what my main aim is, is just growing it gradually um, and doing things slowly. Um, but a gift, a gift um, subscription is something which I'm really, really interested in doing. Um, and I probably will do that in the early part of, next year and get that going um so yeah it's just building things gradually is how i do it so i see what what's working and what i can improve on to get things going better so um yeah but no definitely agree with that yeah definitely and uh, and again something else i don't know if you do but i know as somebody who likes puzzles myself i'm not really a, a jigsaw puzzler but i like all sorts of puzzles i like solving problems right you know uh, but but I know there are 3D puzzles. So I don't know if you sell them or not. But it's just always where, different places where you can expand and grow and push boundaries in order to keep. To me, life is about just keep growing, keep developing, keep improving, keep you know adding synergy products, keep keep you know being clever and working out how everything you do can knit together so that you get the compound effect of one thing feeding the other and, and vice versa. So just like, you know, when you take a picture of the pets, you know, you should be offering that they can buy the photo or they can buy a canvas with the photo on, or they can buy a puzzle with the photo on, etc. Yeah. So I'm doing, I'm already, do, I'm off, already offering the jigsaw puzzle is the thing, but it's not a main thing what I promote in my studio because it's very little profit, yeah. but there are so many different trends in jigsaws. So the 3d puzzle is massive. There's yeah. also the see-through clear jigsaw, which is just a piece of perspex cut with the jigsaw in no pitch on it. And you've got to put it together. Then there's a gradient jigsaw, which is pretty much just a gradient shade. And then you kind of have to create it. And then you get these silly ones, which are like um, a um, photo of just loads of nails together or a picture of baked beans or picture of grass. And then you've got to make that. So there's a lot of these silly trends going on, which you can tap into. Um, but my main focus is um, fine art jigsaws. Um, so they are high quality, re uh, really beautiful art. Um, and then I have the personalized range with it. So it's kind of the two markets what I have. Well, it's actually three because I also do collage jigsaws where you can have up to seven pictures on a jigsaw, which is also really, really popular. I had, um, I had two really good ideas for you. There's a guy in uh, Wales sells a lot of art, his art, which is all beautiful pictures of whales and dogs, and he does all sorts of stuff. But he might be interested yeah. in... in, in uh, no, I'd be really interested to... Uh, yeah, really interesting in the puzzle that, side of things. So I'll do an introduction to you, yeah, and uh, yeah, no, uh, no, no, good, no. Uh, a good introduction. But the other thing I thought you could do actually is you could put a number of different puzzles into a, a gift 
box, like a nice one, where you provide it as like a Christmas gift set, you know, for, for the puzzler in your life. So, that, you know, it might have like a 3D puzzle. It could have like a fine art one. It could have one of those plastic perspex ones and, and a silly, you know, all yeah. or, or beans, like, you know, sell it as a package. Yeah, so I, I do try and sell packages, um, but they haven't really worked that well. Um, but around the Christmas period, I think I will have a lot more sales. Um, but my main, my main focus is, is actually the personalised jigsaw puzzles is what's going to sell best at Christmas. It's, in the UK, they like the personalised stuff, and because I sell them globally, it's America where they really like the art jigsaws believe it or not i sell a lot to the asian community which is really quite bizarre um because i've never had an asian in my photography studio but asians love jigsaw puzzles um so yeah they and they are a great market because they have huge families so um by targeting one of them they buy more than one because they'll give it to an aunt and a grandparent and a brother and a well, you could look at Asian weddings because they're always massive and they, everyone goes to them as well. So you could do, do, do a set for the bride and groom with their favourite photo from the wedding and then it goes to all the family members as well. Yeah, so because Asians are a big market for me, I'm actually on a lot of Asian business Facebook pages yeah, yeah. Um, because they are a huge market for me to what I want as customers because they're very good customers um, because they enjoy it. So I'm in a lot of Asian photography, Asian wedding um, groups because they are the market what I want to get into. Um, I haven't actually put an Asian wedding onto a jigsaw, but I can see it happening pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, I can see that as well. And uh, from what you've said, the, the development of your business. And um, and the other thing which would be a good marketing strategy for you as well, actually, because I, I just like helping people. So another one which thought I've thought of is at Christmas time, people send out those uh, family photos, you know, of them with the kids and everything. They send yes, so they are, they are my most popular product. Yeah. Um, so I sell eight or nine personalised jigsaw puzzles a week. Yeah. Um, so people can send it, send it out, and they and they really do. Um, I'm I'm already on it with them. They are very easy to sell, really popular gifts. Um, um, so yeah, search though Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for like the hashtags and stuff, and for those photos. And actually, rather than wait for people to contact you in order for them to turn their pictures into puzzles, yeah. Why don't you contact them and say, oh, I can see you love uh, sending out family photos of Christmas and that. Have you thought about turning any of them into puzzles? So you'd be more proactive rather than reactive, like, you know? Yeah, so what I'm actually doing is I am, I'm using Twitter and I'm using Instagram and Facebook. But I've got a PR agent, which I'm working with at the moment, and she's sending free jigsaw puzzle out to influencers. Um, so I'm working with a, a lady called Sarah Tai, who's one of the top PR people in the country, and she sends them out to influencers, and then um, yeah, and then promotes them on on her page. Um, and these are huge influencers with like twenty thousand followers. Some of them have even got two hundred thousand followers on them. Um, and I pay nothing to be on it. I I, I pay the PR agent, um, but she doesn't pay for me to be on. Um, part of those groups so she knows where these successful um, bloggers and 
um, and influences are. And I send them out free jigsaw puzzles and in the end I get really good return on it, which is really good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a good strategy as well. And, and obviously she's the one who also gets you the radio gigs, I guess, as well, is she? No, actually the radio gigs is the radio found me. Oh, so, um, uh, so basically I've been working with the PR lady for just over a month now. Um, and so the fact that this month, last month's main focus was working with bloggers and influencers. But I'm going to be doing um, press releases and sending those out. Um, well, she's going to be sending them out on my behalf to um, be interviewed on radio and, and TV. And that's a big focus for me is getting on them because the more of, that, more of those I do, but generally the better I, I, um, I find them. Uh, and um, these high, really big channels is, is brilliant for my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just having a look on my phone now. I've seen a, a pop-up earlier. There's a, a friend of mine, a, sort of more an acquaintance than a friend, but somebody I've met who's got um, a, an online directory business for pet-friendly businesses all around the country. Okay. And she's had a lot of PR. What's the name of that one? Is that dog's pajamas or pets? Pet something. I'll have to dig it out for you and then do, do an introduction. Yeah, no, that that'd be interesting to see what that yeah. one is. There are there are quite a, there are quite a few of them. There are there's the good dog guide, which is massive. Um, yeah. So a lot of these directories. Um, but my issue is, is I is I, I'm a very select area where I can promote myself on the yeah. South because people won't travel for two hours for a photo of their dog. It's no. normally within an hour that I get people. Are they, um, they're all dog lovers, all the people who use the site. So if you put yourself on there's a pet friendly business, yeah, you could say to them, yeah, yeah. that is your best picture of a dog and we'll send it to you either on a puzzle or as a gift or whatever, like, you know? Oh, the gift thing, I def definitely think I should, I should do that and put, um, the uh, the jigsaw puzzles on there. I think that's actually something I should I should really focus on. So um, that would uh, work really well. Because pet owners, they love their dogs. And you know, friends of mine have got three dogs, and she got a canvas from the artist that I'm going to put you in touch with. His name is Chris. Um, she's got a, a, a self portrait of each of the dogs, like you know, which 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 he done. Brilliant. She's also bought other pictures off him as well because he's an art. He does like art of like places like Tembe and stuff like that. Um, down West Wales, and she got a holiday home down there, so she had a couple for her holiday home and some for the house and whatever. So, you know, um, you know, once you get in with with a pet owner or, or with a bit of art or whatever, or somebody who loves puzzles or whatever, they come back for more, don't they? Generally, they don't just buy as a one-off, like you know. Brilliant, amazing, yeah. No, any way, any way of doing it. I think directories is a, a big focus. Something I need to get into. Something I've done very little of. Well, I haven't hardly done any of it, to be honest with you. So, something I need to uh, focus on, definitely. Yeah, brilliant. Well, uh, I'm all about connecting with people because what goes around comes around, you know. So, next time, you know, you, you know someone who, who wants to come on a podcast or whatever, you'll think of me if, if, I, if I send someone your way. That's the way networking works. I'm a massive networker anyway. So, I always like to do, do something. You know, don't just meet someone, but do something for them. Give them brilliant. some value. You know, give them some value. Amazing. Something comes back in return, if not from them, but from someone else in the universe, like, you know? Yeah, so am I. I actually run a networking group on Thursdays. Oh, so, um, like, it's, it has no name. 
You have to be invited to it. It's in a circle. So, uh, yeah. Um, but it's at 1.15. So if you do want to come along to it, I can uh, invite you to it. But we roughly get around between 8 to 20 people each week. Um, and, um, and yeah, it's, it's a really, really amazing group. Quite a small group. I don't want my group big um, no. because it's all about the quality of the people. Um, no. And when you've got a large networking group, you can't network that well. And I generally find that the smaller networking groups, when you've got a small one, the conversations are more meaningful yeah. um, and, and business is made. So I'm keeping my group very tight and close knit down, down where I am. Yeah, well, what's really um, good when you've got a small one, a small uh, network, is to bring people in who are proper networkers, who've got a big network, and that's what I've got. So if you like, there's only one person in the room but I represent a lot of people when I go networking because I've got a lot of connections, lead referral partners, you know, business partners, collaborators, you know, and, and, and plus uh, I'm a member of, um, sorry, I used to be a member of Interbiz, which is the place I'm now a sales and marketing director for. And, and they, they're a massive network themselves. So like um, if I meet somebody in the South Coast, for example, and they want to do business in Wales or they're looking for somebody, you know, um, that they haven't met in the South Coast, you know, then I can introduce them to people. I actually know people um, in Brighton as well and, and uh, Sussex. And I know people in London and Essex. And I know people in the Southwest, uh, Devon, Cornwall um, and Br Bristol. And I know people all around the world. So, so yeah, so I'd love to come Brilliant. along and, and see if I can help any of those uh, people that you get regularly. If I can help them in any way, like, you know. Amazing. So the kind of businesses which actually come to my group are businesses which can are UK-wide businesses. Yeah. So my group is all along the coast and anywhere actually in the UK. So I've got people in my group in Bristol. I've got one from Swansea, uh, Sheffield, Northampton, Brighton, uh, Southampton, um, all over the place I've got people. Um, and it's really great. It's amazing the different kind of businesses which you meet, whereas back in the days of face-to-face -face networking, you never would have met these people. But no. because now everything has been brought together online, you can literally network all over the country um, and uh, meet amazing business owners, which I do a lot of. I do a lot of um, networking all over the place um, no. online um, to get my message out and promote, and it works. It's really working. No. So. Well, I, I do an event on a Thursday evening, seven till nine, which is uh, morning time in America. Um, but um, there's people from all around the world in a speed network. And so there's like, you know, between 40 and 80 people on that one. But they do breakout rooms and there's only yeah. like four or five. And then you, you might go through, say, four or five breakout rooms during the event. So you might get to speak to, say, 20 people or 25 people. Brilliant. I actually, I actually run one once a month by i'm looking to do speed networking twice a month yeah. because it's really really popular you actually have really good conversations and you get to know people really well through speed networking so um yeah it's definitely something i enjoy and um it's great for connections and getting to know people um and it's amazing that one minute when you've got only one minute to speak to someone how if you can get yourself across well that people will uh, get to know you really well and buy from you, but you've only got a minute to speak it. So you're very condensed and you only oh, yeah. highlight the main parts of your business in that time, which works yeah. so well. 
I've been in sales and marketing for a long time and I've been able to, you know, basically get anything I pitch over the years into a line, a sentence, you know, one line. So a minute is a long time and I, I don't even need a minute sometimes because I always say like, you know, learn an elevator pitch so you know if you're only going up one floor you may only get 10 seconds or 20 seconds and, and like you know when you just send emails out to say to people or you're doing a bit of cold calling or you're doing a bit of cold emailing or people have asked you for an email sometimes you've got to sum up what you do in that title of the email and if you can get used to exactly, putting yeah. what you do in that title or in that headline yeah then that's all you need to say all you got to do is give people the headline People don't buy newspapers for the content, they buy it for the headline and they spend a lot of time and money on that one headline. So all you need to do is give people the headline. If they like the headline, they'll come back and read the content or they'll follow up with you in a, a more detailed meeting where you can give them the meat on the bone. But to, to entice them, all you've got to do is give, it, give them the headline, which is the, in, in marketing terms, it's the what's in it for them. Yeah, no, I agree, especially with the elevator bit. So I have to promote three businesses in 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, and I can do it. Yeah. But it's because I practice and practice and I do it over and over again. Um, but to start off with, uh, it took me about a minute and a half. But now getting the key points out um, is really important. And the amount of people who are taking up with this gift market from this um, networking um, franchise is amazing. Um, so um, even though it's just a fiver which I make each time, um, it's growing and growing and growing, which is really brilliant um, for getting sales and getting people coming through, which is really great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm conscious that we're coming up to an hour now and it's a Saturday evening. So I'm sure we both, uh, you know, would love to carry on talking. I, I, I can talk to entrepreneurs. I, I love business and I love talking, you know, all evening about business. But I'm conscious it's a Saturday evening and you've probably got things you no want problem. to be doing. So uh, I'm going to say thank you very much for coming on the podcast and uh, telling us a little bit about your journey. Brilliant. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. So that's been great. So uh, thank you. No problem at all. And let me know about that event on Thursday on um how did we connect on um, Facebook? I think wasn't our messenger. So uh, yeah, no, definitely. I'll, I'll invite you along. So uh, we've got some great yeah. people on it. So uh, and I'll invite you yeah, along to our networking event, which is Friday morning nine till eleven. If you can make that, and we do it every Friday night. Yeah, no, I can do that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll both uh, you know jo join each other's networks and and to see where we can uh, develop the relationship on further. Yeah, no, definitely. That's what it's all about. So, um, yeah. Do you mind if I just quickly mention links where people can find me, where my business is? Go for it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, go for it. So, um, yeah, if you are happen to be down on the south coast and you'd like your pets photographed, um, you can contact me through my Facebook page at um, facebook.com forward slash port and claw photography. And then for the jigsaw puzzles, uh, my website is puzzlecrazy.co.uk. Um, and on Facebook, um, it is um, facebook.com forward slash um, puzzle crazy UK so you can find it there and if you sell gifts the group is called the South Coast Virtual Gift Market um, so you can um, find them all there and uh, yeah great to have you um, um, make a puzzle for you or if you want to join the gift market that'd be uh, really good
Brilliant. Well done. That's uh, that's lots of uh, lots of ways of getting in touch with you. And hopefully, uh, like I say, this video is going to live on my YouTube channel, and and the podcast audio will be on my podcast for for a long time to come. So uh, hopefully, it'll sell you some puzzles and deliver some customers to you and get you some photos done and all of that over the time of its uh, of its life. And at some point in the future, I may well I may well turn some of my content into a documentary about COVID and how business and dealt with the changes that were forced upon them during this time. So you never know, it might, you, might, you might get some really big PR from it one day. That's my plan. That's I, um, I actually get contacted. That's the main thing what I get contact, contacted on is, my, is my, my pivot story. I hate that word, but um, yeah, now always happy to um, talk about that and being part of anything because it's quite an unusual story. Um, so yeah, my dream is to have within the next year, six or seven streams of income coming through. Um, so, uh, I might yeah, be able to help you out with a couple of those because I've got a couple of really good ones as well. So we're going to be a part of a network. So I'll, I'll speak to you about that when we do yeah, Thursday or Friday or whatever, yeah? We'll, we'll, we'll catch up a bit more on that. And, um, and yeah, and, and if ever you get asked for uh, your pivot story and they want other pivot stories, then I actually have got one my, myself. So I've gone from being a sales and marketing agency to being more a speaker, coach, mentor and podcaster during the, 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 this time. And, and instead of working more UK wide, I now working national. So that's quite an interesting pivot story. But also I've had loads of people on, you know, on my podcast, which we, we you know, most of them have pivoted, you know. So uh, again, if ever you get asked, do you know anyone else or whatever, then uh, always happy to, um, to, to, to have a chat with them myself and send them to other people as well. So uh, bear, that, bear that in mind. And um, yeah, and also um, I've got a contact, a couple of contacts, uh, one for a radio station in Newport, one for a radio station in the Welsh Valleys and one for a radio station in Essex, who are always interested in speaking to people as well. So uh, there we are. There's just so much value I can offer you. Yeah, no, that'd be really good. Yeah, send them my way. Uh, the more, the better. So I'm always looking for that. So that'd yeah. be really handy. So I'm very, very interesting, actually. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's, that's right up my street doing that. So, okay. Yeah. All right, then you have a great evening. And uh, there's nothing else left for me to say other than have a great day. I know I will. Thank you for listening. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Bye bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you in conjunction with Startup and SME Web Design Business 333 Websites, which are available at www.333websites.co.uk and Mike Armstrong's Coaching, which is available at uh, mikearmstrong.me forward slash coaching. Um, there's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I, I will. And don't forget... You can do it. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.